What's up, guys and girls? This is the Catch Up Podcast, episode 49 of the Network.net's bi weekly gaming show. As always, I'm your host, Gerardo, and this week I'm joined by Zaid, the seducer. Gonzalez, what's going on, Zaid? Welcome. <laughs> what's going on? It's going to sound a little bit different again. We're doing this over the phone, so uh, if you don't like it, too bad. It's free. You're not paying for it, so you can't really complain. <laughs> free? Yeah. Free 99. So if you're listening to this on a day it posts, it is Monday, August 1st, which is also a homemade pie day. So, Zaid, what's your favorite kind of pie? Uh, um, apple pie. Apple pie is pretty badass. I mean, it's not pie, but I really like cheesecake. But <laughs> that doesn't, that's not the question. But I know, yeah, I like apple pie. I, I really like, I enjoy it. Definitely cheesecake, man. Goddamn, yeah. It's a type of pie, I guess. I don't know, what's the difference? Just that it has like a little, like a layer on top of bread? Is that, is that it? Is yeah, that what makes it a pie? Like that. That's bullshit. <laughs> We're going to cheesecake. Forget you, homemade pie day. Uh, the other one is uh, Spider Man day. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked. I think we talked about Spider Man games before. Uh, I think one of my first, the first ones I remember having a good experience with was Spider Man Two on the PS Two. And you said you. Um, so what was the one on the PS One like? You said it was. Uh, that's the one we couldn't like run in the street. Could only swing around, right? So that one was actually you were indoors and you were on top of buildings, but you weren't able to go like on the street or anything like that. Yeah, that one was dumb. But I remember when uh, I still remember it. Like I remember Spider-Man Two came out in the summer, right around my birthday. Because I remember the week it came out, it was my birthday, and at Hollywood Video uh, on your birthday you got a free game rental, and I went and I reserved specifically reserved that one because I really wanted to play it. It was badass because like that's the first one of the first ones where they got the swinging right, and you can actually go down uh, going down to the street level, and it was just awesome. It was really really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And since then, um, yeah, I played the movie ones. I played Amazing Spider-Man. I think all of out of all the ones I played, I really like Spider-Man Web of Shadows the most. That's the one where you have like the symbiote suit. You can switch between uh the black suit and the red suit. That's I think that's my favorite one so far. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good one. Uh, for me was yeah, Web of Shadows was good. Uh, Shattered Dimensions. I think that was on PS3. Yeah, that was that last year. I never played that one. So that one, um, there was like a Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, and it was like it was like 1950s or 60s Spider-Man, black and white. And then they had like the futuristic one, and it looked pretty cool. Like that, like the concept was really cool. I, I just I'm sad I never got around to play it though. But you played it? Yeah, that was that one had I think uh, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Man yeah, Ultimate right. Spider-Man. It had the Amazing Spider-Man and then the Noir Spider-Man. Oh man! And then uh, most, very recently uh, they announced the new um, Sucker Punch developed um, Sucker Punch, right? During the next Spider-Man game. Uh, no, it's uh, Insomniac. It's God damn it! <laughs> it happens every <laughs> single time. Insomniac, yeah. Uh, they're making um, the next Spider-Man game is just hashtag Spider-Man PS4. And yeah, I think it's pretty rad. Like they're not tying it into the movie, so they're not under that pressure of like just uh, making a, an adaptation of that one. It's its own thing, even its own suit. It's crazy. It's like the white logo, spider logo on the chest, and it looks really cool. Because uh, I, I don't really think I don't really follow comics too much. I don't know if it's borrowed from there or if it's original design. As far as I know, it's an original design. So it's pretty rad. I mean, it's probably still was away, but I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what have you been watching, reading, playing? Um, so, I mean, this is the, our first episode since San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it's already, as of this morning, when you listen to it, it ended a week ago. So, I mean, how was your, how was your Comic-Con? It was awesome, man. You know, um, met a lot of people, went to a lot of panels, uh, took a lot of pictures, um, 
it was. Can't wait already. You know, I wish it could be already next year so I can go again. But um, it was cool, man. You know. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, there was some things like I'm sad I missed out on. I'll go into it in a bit. But yeah, this year I took a lot more pictures. I took a lot more videos. I got documented a lot more. Um, in past years, I've noticed that I've kind of like on Twitter the whole time, just looking up to see what kind of gets announced, and I don't really plan anything. And this year, I kind of planned it, and some of the stuff didn't fall through, and some stuff it just didn't happen. Um, like one of the things I know you made it the kind of funny meeting greet. Uh, I was really, I was really looking forward to that, and uh, you made it right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was up in, uh, in, um, oh my god, in, um, oh, the place, yeah, North Park. Uh, it's a place called Polite Provisions. It gets talked about in the podcast a lot. Yeah, Um, so it's, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool place. Uh, it was obviously, uh, just, you know, for the most part, all the people that were there is because of the kind of funny guys, and, uh, you know, uh, Nick was there, um, Greg, and Tim, yeah, Tim. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what sucks is that I got the times completely wrong. I, I for, for like, I was positive it started at seven, so that's why it was like five thirty, and uh, and then you said like you were already there. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna go shower and change real quick, and then like at six came up, and you said, oh, it's gonna end soon. Like, what do you mean? Oh, it ends at seven. Like, ah, oh, damn. And that, yeah. So that was pretty. No kidding, dude. As soon as uh, as soon as like seven hit, like they obviously they had things to do, you know. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as it was like, like seven, they just started like saying goodbye to everybody. And then like seven Oh three, they were out, dude, you know? Yeah. No, I said they're probably booked for something. It was a lot of fun. You know, I had an opportunity to talk to them, you know, one-on-one for a little bit. Um, everybody's unique. Obviously I asked, uh, what happened to Colin, you know? Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be there. And then, then, um, it was pretty funny because I, I guess he has, uh, um, oh, I guess yeah. he gets nervous when yeah. he flies. Yeah, he's talked about it before. Like, yeah, I remember reading about it. That he said he wasn't going to be there. So I guess he does, he doesn't go to cons that much anymore. Uh, yeah. So what did you what what did you ask him or talk about specifically, or just like kind of saying you? What were you saying? No, well, it was like mostly like if they're enjoying San Diego. Like I remember with Nick, uh, I was like, hey, you know, it's like, hey, I saw you before. Didn't I met you before uh, at the? After the Call of Duty, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, nice seeing you, man, again. And he was like, sorry, I can't remember your name. It was like, uh, I was like, Saeed. I was like, yeah, there we go. It's like, nice meeting, you know, nice seeing you again. And I was like, so what's up? Like, do you like the weather of San Diego? He's like, dude, I love San Diego. You know, I, I have a blast every time I'm here. I love the weather. You know, like San Francisco has a nice weather, but like, I, I just love the, the San Diego one better. Oh, man. You know? Yeah, and it so, was... And it was pretty cool. I guess I, you were able to do like a quick uh, video call uh, for me. It was like, oh, I got to see him for like a second. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like I, I told, I told Greg, I was like, I, I had a couple of friends that were supposed to be here, and I guess they weren't able to make them to make to make it. Uh, and he's like, he's like, oh, you know, goddamn it, they should have been here. You know, I guess they have some more important things to do. You know, he was so cool about it. <laughs> and then that's when I called you, yeah. and I was just like, hold on, I'm going to put you on video. And that's when he started saying, I don't know if you are able to hear the whole thing. Yeah, I, I took a screenshot. We probably said, like, oh, I don't know. I said something I was on the floor still, and I don't I don't know if you heard what I said. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I was busy playing Taco Master. I couldn't, I couldn't make it in time. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, there was, there was a lot of people talking, you know. But nah, you yeah, know, I understand. I, I guess we had some more important things to do. God damn it, you were supposed to be here, blah, blah, this and that, you know. So, uh, man, that was, was cool. so I was bummed out I missed on that, and then I was yeah, and I, was, I was thinking maybe I'll meet him after one of the panels because you said you went to the Call of Duty one, 
He also narrated the the Lego Dimensions one, and I had passes to go see the the live playthrough of um the Telltale Batman game, and man, I miss out on so much shit. Like uh, at at the show, they gave out the free copy of the game, and like Troy Baker was there. So for people that know, you know, he voices Batman in this game, Bruce Wayne. He also voiced uh, Joel in The Last of Us and Booker in uh in, in Bioshock Infinite, but. Yeah, that damn. Like I missed out on so much stuff. I still had a lot of fun, but there was some stuff like damn. Yeah. I wish I would have made it. Um, yeah, I went to. I went to mostly. I went to the, the panels that I wanted to go. So I went to. Um, I wanted to go to the Supernatural one, so I ended mm-hmm. up going to that one. I went to the Marvel one. That's when they show the, you know, um, Luke Cage trailer. Oh, you were at the Marvel panel. Yeah, I was at the Marvel panel as well, and then I went to the Pokemon one as well, and then I went to the Call of Duty, I wanted to be on that one, I went, I went to the Overwatch one as well. What did they talk about on Overwatch? They talked about, you know, the upcoming um, features they want to implement into into Overwatch, you know, from, from new heroes to new maps. Um, he mentioned that they want to they wanna add a, a new map by the end of this month. Uh-huh. Oh, um, nice. And, you know, they really didn't want to talk too much when it comes to new characters. Right. You know, but they're definitely, you know, they have a bunch of ideas. They show some um, some art before they had the final, I guess, the final form of each character, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they talked about the, the comics, the comics from Overwatch um, and all that. And, you know, just, just, just updates overall, like, you know... They're just trying to balance each character, find them, you know, try to make them like not too OP and all that. But it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty chill. And of course, we got that uh, that exclusive comic from from uh, from Comic Con, you know, nice. the Overwatch panel. Yeah, I mean, so again, overall, like I had a lot of fun at Comic Con. Um, so we actually a friend, uh, a few friends of my, uh, and I, we actually got a hotel room down there. So we were like right in the middle of everything. Uh, so we were always ready to go every morning, uh, grab our breakfast, and then. Fortunately, there was a shuttle that took us to and from. Ate a lot of, ate, ate really bad all week. Mexican food, pizza, um, the, the usual. And, I mean, like, the first night was super crazy. I think I told you about it, but... Uh, so, on Thursday, we we had gotten tickets to go to this party, and then it was, like, it reached capacity. So, like, our usual go-to spot is a bar at the Hilton Hotel. And, yeah, you always ran into, like, random people. Like, last year, we were there, and we ran into the guy that voiced Fix-It Felix... The guy that was from Thirty Rock, yeah, plays Kevin. I forget his name. Oh, nice. Yeah, he okay. was there, he was there last year, uh, and then this year. So this year we were like we we're in the patio, we we're drinking, and we're talking about how like I never finished watching Firefly. I said, "Oh man, you gotta watch it." Like, yeah, I'll get around to it someday. We started leaving, uh-huh. and then uh, right there, like right when we were leaving, like Josh Sweden was there. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like super random. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, and then one of our friends like Josh Sweden, Josh Sweden, and he went to go meet him. And then as we were rocking out, Luis, uh, the guy who's been on the podcast before, he sees John Barrowman, and he goes, oh, shit, it's John Barrowman. And then one of the guys in our group, I guess he does, like, I'm not sure what he does, but he's, like, in makeup or something, and he knows him. And he goes, oh, yeah, I can introduce you to you guys. Like, no way. And we go to the bar, and he introduces him, and, like, hey, these are my friends. Uh, it's John Barrowman. Like, hey, what's up, guys? And he was talking with a friend, and, like, right when we were about to leave, like, I look over, and his friend, Stephen Amell. I was like, oh damn! So that was a super, super random night, super crazy. I mean, only at Comic Con this stuff kind of happens. Like, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, were you able to take any pictures? I I got one from. I'll show it to you later. But I got one from kind of far away. Like they were busy, and like we didn't want to uh, 
take up to too much of the time. So like, I mean, that's uh, it's uh, yeah. It, we I didn't get any like a one on one picture, but yeah, no, like I remember last year, um, at we were staying at the same hotel, and in one I think Luis and the group were getting an elevator and the door opens and somebody asks him, "Hey, is, are you guys going up?" Like, no, we're going down, and it was a girl that plays um, Thea from Arrow. <laughs> she was staying at the hotel. Oh, nice! Like, like damn. Super like super random encounters. Last year, I think I, I I took pictures and met more people. Like I met some people like their cosplayers. I met like one guy I followed from a podcast on the floor. Got a picture with him. And other than usual, you always see like, like the cast. I, I always see is like I always see the Game of Thrones people. I always see uh, the Walking Dead. So for me, they're like, oh, it's oh, it's cool, and just keep walking. So um, yeah. who who did you meet, or who did you get any pictures with, or did you at all? Um, mostly it was it was just a. Uh the kind of funny guys yeah you know what i was trying to take a picture but it was just i saw him from far away and i tried to reach him but like it was just like just too many people and then i guess he was kind of like rushing through the crowd uh-huh. um it was oh my god i can't remember his name but it's the original creator of gears of war what's his name oh cliff blazinski yeah Klifinski or something yeah yeah me and george uh, uh met him one time right way before gears 3 came out and he signed like yeah, yeah, yeah. art art books. So or he was he was on the floor, and uh, and I saw him. I was just like, oh man, I need to, I need to, you know, ask him if Lawbreakers, you know, if he's planning to bring that into consoles because it's right. really good. But it's it's so far right now, it's only for PC. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to ask him that, and then try to take a picture with him. But it was just too many people, and then I, I think he had his own like little like group basically. So I was just like, no, nah, I don't want to interrupt him. And then, um, obviously, I met the kind of funny guys. And then, um, what's his name, too? Um, um, Anthony Carboni. Oh, yeah, I wanted to meet him, too. I met the other... Yeah, and I haven't met him yet. I wanted to meet him, but, man. Yeah, so, it was was pretty cool because, like, like, I was walking, like, right in front. He was literally at the marble panel, like, the, you know, the section where they they usually have the stage and they show, like... Yeah, I know. About costumes and everything. So he was, he was recording. He was recording about. Uh, he was recording the, I don't know, for a podcast or something. Yeah. But it was um, Doctor Strange costume. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I was showing off. So he was like, it was done. So I told my sister, you know, we have to wait. I'm trying to see if I can take a picture. Hopefully, he comes in. Literally, like he came my way. Yeah. So I was like, awesome. So I was like, hey, Anthony. You know, nice meeting you. And he's like, hey, nice meeting you, too. He was super chill. You know, it wasn't on a rush, so that was pretty cool. So I asked him, I was like, what's up, man? You know, are you enjoying Comic-Con? He's like, man, I'm having a blast. You know, um, obviously right now, like, you know, I have to do a couple of videos, but it's oral. It's, it's pretty cool and this and that. I was like, dude, do you mind if I take a picture with you? He's like, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so, I'm uh, in like... Yeah, when I posted it on my Instagram, he actually liked it too, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was trying to I meet also people from IGN that I follow, and the only person I saw, but he was like in a hurry, was Max uh, Max Scoville. Uh, and then oh, really? yeah, because and the only reason I kind of started look, I saw him once, and the day before, I saw he posted a picture near the uh, Square Enix, you know where they have like the booth with all the play art play arts figures. So yeah, he was yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and then I, he talked about it in the podcast, but. And beyond podcast, but he was uh, he said he was there and he saw somebody from uh, from somewhere and he and a Kojima shows up and he ends up taking a picture with him and that's when I saw on Instagram he had just posted it like five minutes before and I was right next to the booth where he took it from I was like oh shit and I told me and George let's go over there and then uh, he was already gone it's like oh man yeah, I just, 
Oh, I'm take a picture with Kojima. I would love to have a picture with Kojima. I've, I've met him once, but I haven't taken a picture with him. Like, he was doing signings yeah. for something, and I remember I took something of mine to sign and one of our friend uh, friend Jerry to sign, and they said, oh, there's a one-item limit. It's like, damn it. Uh, I guess I'll be a good friend and get his stuff signed. And uh, so I just shook his hand and said, hey. I remember at that around that time, he was posting a lot of pictures of um of, uh, of pasta, and so, hey, I like pasta too. And, he, and then his translator told him, and he left. That was that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, overall, yeah, Comic-Con was awesome. Uh, looking forward to next year already. So just real quick, I'm going to talk about, like, I guess there was still some game news coming out of Comic-Con. Or just the stuff that we saw on the floor. Um, so they had a Resident Evil. Did you see the Resident Evil display they had? Like the giant, like, two-story building they had? On the I floor. I saw the, the, I guess, the little building they had, but um, were they, like, I think you were able to play it on VR, right? Yeah, so um, Mario, Luis's brother, uh, he does reviews on our site uh, sometimes. So he, he he actually had a lineup, like, super early uh, one day. You had to get an appointment to play it. So the the day before, I went with them to talk with somebody from uh, Capcom on there, and they were uh, was it Cap? No, not Capcom. Whoever whoever makes it, Konami. Um, Capcom. Shit, I became mixing up. It's Capcom. Um, yeah, Capcom. And they said, yeah, you have to come in tomorrow and set up an appointment. But it's basically just a demo called the Kitchen. So it's an old demo. It was anything new. It's not even like in Resident Evil, but it was VR. Uh, so it's uh, an old demo that's been going around for a while, and, and that was always like behind closed doors. And this time it was somewhat public, but yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything brand new. Uh, and then uh, N- Nintendo had. Did you go to the Nintendo Lounge uh, at the hotel next door? Uh, no, no. I mean, I saw them on the floor, but I actually didn't uh, like play any other games or anything. Uh, I mean, I mean, they didn't really have anything new. Um, Mario went over there. They, he got a little Dark Link figure that looked really cool. Uh, but on the floor, for some reason, they had Splatoon all over. Like that, that like it was really like had a pretty big showing on there. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfor- I think mostly it's just unfortunate they don't have a lot of games to show off. You know. Yeah, I mean, if they would have had a uh, the Ninja Zelda demo, they had an E3 there, it would have been packed the whole time. I, I guarantee it. It would have been. It would have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then you said you went to the Call of Duty panel. Uh, so what did they talk about in there, or what did they? What did you learn? Anything new? Uh, well, they showed, like, more, like, story gameplay. You know, they were asking, obviously, um, when Greg was doing it, they kind of tried to, like, ask something about, like, multiplayer, but they were, like, you know, they gave briefly some information, you know, that most of the stuff that you see on on, on the campaign, yeah. or story mode, uh, you're going to see part of it, you know. And we're back. There was seemed, We had some kind of audio difficulty, but uh, the last thing we're talking about were, was a Call of Duty... Uh, Call of Duty panel, and um, I'm not sure if this part was mentioned, but yeah, Terminal's coming back, uh, the, one of the really popular Modern Warfare 2 maps uh, coming to Infinite Warfare, and did they talk about mon- the Modern Warfare remake at all? I mean, the, the number four, that's going to come in that collector's edition? No, actually, you know what, they literally were just fully focusing on Infinite Warfare, Right. you know, uh, the decision of making it futuristic, um, and, you know, they say, why not, you know, something different. You know, um, they came up with this new concept that you know futuristic games. Um, yeah, I remember seeing. Remember when the when the demo came under E three? Like it took forever for me to figure out it was actually Call of Duty. Like, uh, not until they they had the first person view, like with the gun in hand. It was like, oh shit, this is Call of Duty. It looked like a completely yeah. different game. Yeah, so they basically showed an extended version of that. You know, they showed definitely a little bit more. Um, I think you can already find the video that they showed us at Comic Con. Oh, I haven't even looked for it. I need to check that out. Uh, 
um, I think I saw it, so I'll send you the link. But you yeah. know, it's just, I, I, it's one of those games that that I definitely want to play. Um, I think the only Call of Duty for me, at least for my taste, um, the one that completely disappointed me was um, it was. Um, uh, advanced good. Warfare. I just personally did not like the game at all. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I I enjoyed it just because I, I I did kind of like the exosuits and the fast movement and everything because it was around the time that Titanfall had come out. I remember seeing like, oh, that's really cool. I like the wall running and I like the movement and stuff. And then and Advanced Warfare introduced it, and I think Black Ops like did it really well. And then you said uh, they're they're bringing sliding back to uh, to Infinite Warfare. From Black Ops yeah, 3? so when they, they were they were doing the video, they they show the, the the basically you see the characters just like sliding in, and, you know, and, and jumping, uh, but no 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 like uh, no, no like, suits, nothing crazy. At least I didn't see that. No hovering, all wall running. Uh, most most of the, the the gameplay they were showing it was boots on the ground. So uh, the weapons actually they look pretty cool though. Man, you, you know, know they, they look really, really good. You know, it's the one move I kind of wish to bring back is uh, is a diving move. I remember in Black Ops they they used to have that where you can like I, I used to like dive through windows all the time for fun and yeah, like, yeah, oh, that I was, uh, they call it the dolphin dive. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one was pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, but, you, I mean, all right, go ahead. If, if you enjoyed, um, you know, one of the things they said, if you enjoy the the movement and the feeling of Black Ops Three. Uh, you're gonna enjoy Infinite Warfare. So you know, I like Black Ops Three. I don't play Call of Duty as much as I used to, just because I play a lot of Overwatch yeah, lately. Right. But um, it's it's definitely still one of those games that from time to time I want to go back in there, you know, and and uh, keep playing. You know, as long as they don't have those uh, those supply drops, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking again. Again, I'm looking forward to it. I already have my my special edition on pre-order that includes the the Modern Warfare remake. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to November already. And you played a few games on the Scranix booth. Uh, what what did you check out? Yeah, so I checked out uh, Dragon uh, Dragon Quest Builders. That is basically uh, their own version of Minecraft. Uh, being first person, it's a third person game, and you know you can build. Um, one of the things that I noticed though is that you can add. So while you're playing and you're building, uh, people will start showing up, and I guess you can build like your own village. Oh wow! You know, so that's a little bit more, a little bit more different. They have like dinosaurs in the world and everything, so it looks really cool. It played really good too. It was easy. It was easy to pick up, um, you know. But you basically have the same, the same type of like you have like concrete, you have wood, um, you know, dirt. Um, anything can be like. You can destroy everything basically as long as they have the right tools, the right setups, and everything. And then I play the 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 Tomb Raider uh, version on the PS4. Nice, yeah. And I'll have you. I'll, I'll see if you can tell me more about it when we, because that's one of the stories we'll be covering. So I'll ask you more about it then. So for um, yeah. Dragon Quest Builders, was it just a world building game, or is it going to have like a story campaign that you can add, or is it just building worlds? You know what? I actually asked that question to the guy, but I mean, the guy who was there was it was basically just like a like a, a person who was like. You know, making sure that that uh, that like people were like were in line and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. So they they were information, you know, like know the, it, yeah. he wasn't part of like the actual developing staff right. or anything like that. Okay, well but, that's um, okay. But yeah, it was a fun game. And then I, I played a little bit of the, the Final Fantasy game. I can't really remember the name, but it's not Final Fantasy 15. There's another one coming up. 
and I think it was like a PSP remastered version or a PS2 version that oh, never wow. came out on the US. So uh, so they're they're releasing that now on the PS4. Huh. Uh, and then Dragon Quest Builders again, that's gonna be on the Vita too. I think I remember reading about it. Uh, yeah, eventually. so it's exclusive for PlayStation. It's coming out for PS4 and Vita. Uh, the Final Fantasy one is PS4. Uh, they had Kingdom Hearts, but I wasn't able to play it as well just because it was a big line. Yeah, for that and one. I, the little bit I saw it looked really good. Like the graphics look really good, and like the gameplay looked really interesting. Yeah, man. You know, I was I was really impressed because I know they have the three. The uh, I think it's the uh, uh, I want to say. Oh my God, I can't even remember the name. It was Birth by Sleep. I think that was the one for PSP. Oh, yeah. It was Birth by Sleep. It has, like, the cutscenes of one of them from the 3DS, I think, or the one from the PSP. I don't know. Uh, Crisis Core? Was that was that on there? I don't think it was. No. no, no, no I'm thinking of Final Fantasy. Remember. Never mind. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, this is uh, Drop... This, oh, oh my God, I can't remember. Dream Drop Distance. That's the one for the 3DS. Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, that's the other one that is in there, so... I just haven't played them in so long. But, I kind of, uh, I kind of yeah. hope they end up because you know how for the P- last gen they did uh, the Kingdom Hearts collection. Hopefully they do it for this gen because I, I, yeah, I mean uh, of course it's not we're not backwards compatible, but um, hopefully they do a collection of it. So I mean that's one series I always wanted to get into. I just never got around to trying it. Uh, and I also I really love the idea of having you know Final Fantasy type characters mixed with you know uh, worlds in the Disney universe. So like I definitely want to check that out. Sounds like really something something that'd be a lot of fun to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have for Comic Con. Again, it's really awesome. Hopefully, we can get tickets again for next year, and then uh, just get back at it again. Uh, so yeah, it's only what fifty one more weeks <laughs> until next year's. I think they already announced the date, so start saving up now. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's it for uh, Comic Con news. Next up, we have the weekend games. So real quick, uh, we have the free games for PSN Plus and Xbox Live uh, coming out for August. So for PS4, um, here's a, uh, here we're gonna uh, list them. So uh, the first one is Rebel Galaxy for PS4. It's an action game uh, where you explore the galaxy in a ship while transporting cargo and fighting off pirates. So think of like the ship battles in Assassin's Creed 4, you know, but in space. Uh, have you ever heard of that game before, or know anything about it? No, man. Actually, I've never heard of it. Yeah, a lot of these games I had to look up because I I never, never even heard of some. I don't know if they're new releases or just old ones that you know slipped by and we never heard about the next one's uh tricky towers which looks kind of like a competitive version of tetris 2 and it has two modes a uh, race mode and survivor mode and in race mode uh so you build a tower tall enough to reach the finish line before your opponents do um but if you celebrate too soon your tower has it has to remain upright for three seconds so basically it's kind of like um uh, i'm guessing do you ever hear about this game called like kerbal space program where you just build your own ship and you try to get to the moon and that's coming out for PS4 eventually, but in this game, yeah, you pretty much race, uh, you build a tower, it has to be stable enough to hold, and then if it stays up the longest, you win. So it's, yeah, just again, it just sounds like a competitive Tetris, which sounds cool, it's free, so it'll be a cool chance to check it out. Uh, the next one's a game called Ultratron, which I know nothing about, I just know that it's cross by between the PS3 and the Vita, that counts as one of the Vita's games. Uh, and then for PS3, it's a game called Retrograde, which is a side-scrolling shoot-em-up, uh, we're traveling back through time and Yakuza 5. Have you ever played any of the Yakuza games at all? No, but I heard they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they're like really detailed. Like they're like really good de- de- detailed depictions of Japan. Um, I know there was one where you actually were fighting zombies or something. It was like really random. It was re- like a weird setting. 
But um, yeah, you have to dust off the PS3 for this one. Uh, I think mine's somewhere, so I gotta bring it out. There's a bunch of games I want to play on it too that I never got around to playing. And for the Vitas, one game. So Ultra Charm was the one I previously mentioned, and Patapon Three. That's gonna be the free one uh, for the Vita. Nice. I've never heard of before. I mean, either. I just know it's like a rhythm game. I remember playing the first one a little bit on PSP. So it was like you have like this army of little guys, and it's like a rhythm game. So you use the face buttons to like follow the rhythm and then to set off certain attacks. But, um, man, the one game I wish they'd bring over is Loco Roco. I remember. Did you, I mean, yeah, I know you played that one for sure. Do you, uh, do you remember which game I'm talking about? No, man. So, maybe. So, so Loco Roco was the one with the little yellow balls with the face on it, and you just use the L and R button on the PSP. So basically, you're moving the world with it, and you accumulate the little guys. So you can add one, and add another, and add another until you get a giant blob of little characters, and they're all singing the whole time. Does that sound familiar at all? No. I have to say, like, it was an awesome game. It was, it was pretty fun. But I, I hope that, I, I hope that one gets uh, a Vita released eventually. But it was, it was really cool. It was a strange game, but it was really cool. Um, and then, so what do you think of that list for PSN? Okay, or whatever, or? Um, it's, I mean, I guess it's all right. I mean, the, the game that definitely I'm more excited about is Patapon 3, yeah. Vita. Uh, just because I know it's kind of like cartoonish, slight silhouette, kind of two-dimensional type of game. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard of the other ones, like Tricky Towers and Rebel Galaxy... Um, at all, so um, I mean, I definitely still want to check them out. But I mean, it, the list this month is like, eh. I guess it's, it's okay. Yeah. Again, uh, I'll definitely make room for Patapon Three. Um, out of all these, I really uh, Tricky Tower sounds kind of cool. It's like one of those games you'd want to play co-op with someone for fun. Uh, and the other ones, yeah, I have no idea. I'd have to wait and see what they're like when they come out. Uh, and then for Xbox Live for August, we're getting they're getting um we're getting, uh, Warriors Orochi Three Ultimate for free during August, and also a WWE Two K Sixteen. Uh, for the oh, Xbox, nice. yeah for Xbox One, uh for three sixty uh they're getting Spelunky and Beyond Good and Evil HD. So actually they have a pretty pretty good lineup. I mean not as many, but I mean it's it's a good lineup. Uh, last month well on PSN uh, last month we got NBA Two K Sixteen. Um, and you're a fan, you're a wrestling fan, right? So you like you like getting the wrestling games? Did you play this one at all? Yeah, I actually have it on PS4. Yeah, I was to so, uh, give it yeah, a try so, on the, the other console. Uh, having it on the Xbox, why not? You know, I'm not gonna complain. Spelunky, I've played that before on my PC actually. Um, I never played Beyond Good or Evil, so I will definitely check that one out. Um, in Warriors. What was the other one? Warriors, oh, Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate. Yeah, that one. You know what? When I used to work at GameStop, I had customers always asking about that game. But um, I never played it, so, you know. I'm guessing uh, if... I'm, I think it's something like Dynasty Warriors where it's just, like, really big battles and you just kind of like plot through everybody. I'm not I'm not sure if that's not, that's the correct one, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's free. You know, you can oh, check it out. Let me know what it's like. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, it was pretty cool since now, technically for Xbox One, you're getting four games every month since the ones that are usually offering are backwards compatible games now that you can try on the Xbox One. That's pretty rad. For some random for some random reason, I thought they were going to have uh, Red Dead Redemption for free this month. Oh, uh, that would have been cool. I mean, that's the one they just recently made uh, backwards compatible, and I think Under Nightmare they were offering, like, really discounted not too long ago. But, man, yeah, that, if I, when I get an, I think I'm going to get an Xbox One pretty soon for Gears 4. 
But I still have my copy of Red Dead, and I never got around to finishing Undead Nightmare. And it was a really cool campaign. Like I want to, I want to go back and, uh, and finish it. But it was really, it was a really yeah. cool concept. Too bad they, if they ever did something like that for GTA Five, man, I'd, I'd have to reinstall that again. Like a good like zombie, zombie campaign. Um, but yeah, those are the free games for next this month. Uh, next month on starting this Tuesday, which is tomorrow. So let us know what you guys think. Uh, next up, uh, Nintendo NX may be a handheld console. So um, I got this news from the uh, from a Eurogamer. So on your so this is the description, the short story. I'm just gonna be the condensed version. So uh, they're saying Nintendo's NX will be portable handheld console with detachable controllers. A number of sources have confirmed to Eurogamer. Now, on the move, NX will function as a high-powered handheld console with its own display. Um, but here's a twist: we heard the screen is bookended by two controller sections on either side, which can be attached or detached as required. Powered by Nvidia's Tegra mobile processor. Um, then when you get home, the system can connect to your TV for gaming on the big screen. Um, as a base unit or dock station is used to connect the brain of the NX within a controller to display on your TV. So what do you think of the NX being uh, both a portable and a home console? Um, you know what? I think it's a, it's, it's a right move from Nintendo just because I think definitely they're more... They're the dominant console when it comes to you know being portable yeah when it comes to their 3ds system so being able to take that with you i don't think we're gonna have like amazing like you know super ultra graphics on it you know but still be able to to play sell sell it on the go you know um smash brothers and then take it home and then plug it into your tv and I think it's mostly um, it's gonna be like the I don't know if you uh, you remember the Nvidia Nvidia made a tablet. Yeah, and I remember it with the two controllers on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's gonna be something close to that. You know, it's gonna have a really nice graphic uh, uh, card. You know, and all that um, capable of pulling some some really nice graphics, but it's not gonna be like mind blowing. You know. Yeah, because what I read they're saying it's gonna be um, a Tegra processor, which is I guess they use that in a lot of mobile devices. So yeah, even mobile games. I mean, they look pretty pretty good. Uh, again, they're I from what I read, I think they're going for like somewhat comparable to like current gen consoles, but maybe not as powerful. But then again, that's gonna be so. One thing I was reading a lot of comments on Reddit, they're saying that what if the because um what I mentioned that the console docks on a station and hooks onto your TV. What if that in a way acts like because you know for some laptops they sell external graphics card. Or adapters you can install a graphics card to your PC. So imagine uh, something like that for the NX, where like when you have it on the go, it's not as powerful, and probably would save you on battery life. And then once you dock it at home, it gets that boost that gives it like, you know, home console quality, quality visuals. And that's like something that would, that could work. Yeah. Uh, and then again, yeah. like you were saying for the controllers, so they had kind of like a mock-up or like a, like what they think it's gonna look like. And yeah, they showed a screen with a little kickstand and actually had detachable controllers so the controllers on the side would come off but I mean that's that's was like their rendition of it but I mean it's going to be really interesting to see I think they're supposed to announce what it is sometime in September so um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what, what they're going to be showing off but again yeah um, Jerry was mentioning the other day too like he thinks because they're you know so dominant like you said in uh, uh, with handhelds just imagine them just developing for one thing and then having like a home version of Pokemon or a home version of you said Smash Brothers, and then being uh, being able to have it on the go, that's going to be. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's what the cool thing about Nintendo—they always done stuff differently, and 
they have really cool first-party games with where they suffer the most. I think is in third party since they're not supported as much. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if they still make a console, you know that, you know, just let's say if they they take they take uh, the 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 3ds the 3ds system out of the market and they just fully focus on this one and mm-hmm. they bring all the titles you have on 3ds into the Nintendo NX plus obviously you have all these like major you know titles like Smash Brothers well they brought it to 3DS but yeah they made like, th- first party games yeah. yeah 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 like bigger first party games into a portable console and you can play it on the go absolutely I'm, I'm completely sold already yeah again next month we'll know more so um, uh, that's what I'm kind of holding off on getting with you and I'll play the next uh, Zelda Breath of Fire on that and I, and, I, and I was reading too that supposedly they're going to be using cartridges yeah, so that's the thing I was going to mention. So, yeah, one of the rumors that it's going to have a cartridge-based games. Because um, also one thing that tipped that off is that I guess in one of the when they registered, I guess the the name for uh, the next Dungeons Zelda game, it mentioned something specifically about cartridges. Um, yeah. So I mean, just seeing, I, I guess before, so back in the nineties when games were on, on cartridges because and they moved to CDs and optical media because back then it it was a lot cheaper to produce and it, it held a lot more information. But now. You know, you see micro SD cards and SD cards going up to like a hundred plus gigs. So yeah, they're not. I think they're and they're a lot cheaper. So I think uh, it would be a cool alternative for them to go with uh, cartridges, just make it proprietary or just make it so that you can't pirate it as easily. But yeah, I, I, that'd be really cool to go back to cartridges. It'd be it'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, hopefully they still support. You know, because they have a pretty big uh, online store as far as like uh, digital downloads of their past games. Uh, so yeah, it'd be cool if that all your past purchases would transfer, and if they made it backwards compatible with the Wii U. So, well, I mean, if this cartridge is not, it's probably not going to happen. But if it was Wii yeah. U backwards compatible, that'd be pretty rad too. So I can go back and play all the old the Wii U games. Or that, or, or it has like a. I'm pretty sure it's going to have its own unique cartridges. Yeah. But um, let's say if it has like a an additional slot or or even an or add-on. another yeah. like slot within the, the same like slot that will read 3ds games to uh-huh. oh my god that would be awesome yeah no that's again uh, Nintendo's pretty crazy so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what they come up with um then and the Wii U is still expensive like I'm still seeing it for like 250 like it costs as much as an Xbox One right now yeah so, yeah if they lower the price to at least like 150 I'd for sure pick one up so I can play the older game yeah. the stuff that's come out already man did you I ever buy a Wii U I I have a Wii U. It's just that I don't. There's no titles. I mean, the last one I played it was Star Fox on it, and that's basically it. Yeah, I think that that was their last the last big release. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, we'll see next month. Uh, we'll talk about it more next month when we find out what it actually is. And last bit of news I have on here is uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider's new modes. So um, so October 11th on PS4 we're getting the 20th uh 20 year celebration edition. Uh, it's gonna include all the previously released DLC. Plus a bunch of brand new modes, um, an endurance mode, a caught mode, uh, blood ties, and Lara's nightmare. So um, from the from the PlayStation blog description, they wrote, "We were excited to introduce the all new blood ties chapter, which lets you explore Croft Manor and unlock its mysteries in a new story mode. Then defend it against an undead invasion in Lara's nightmare. The manor also offered a great opportunity for us to investigate the possibilities with cutting edge VR technology. So for the first time in franchise history, you'll be able to play blood ties in first person through Lara's eyes." So um, in the PS4 edition, they're, they're adding uh, PSVR functionality to it. And you said you got a chance to play it. So how, how did it look and how did it play? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know 
if it was it was the the actual like demo they were running, but I mean, graphically it wasn't too impressive, to tell the truth. Um, um, but it played really fine. You know, I was basically like on like in the woods, and it was um, I was hunting, mm-hmm. uh, and. That's, that was basically it. And I only played it for a bit, you know, because I definitely want to. That's one of the type of games that I definitely just want to play in the comfort of my house. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, but um, there was so much, so many games to play. I only played that little part. Basically, I was hunting and I needed to get to a certain checkpoint. Um, so there was a, a, a lot of animals to hunt, and that was basically it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we're getting the game a year after it came out on the Xbox One. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, well. I mean, it is, technically is like a Game of the Year edition. So usually when they do that, they do re-release it at the full price, even though like the base game is already like thirty bucks half off. Um, do you think it's worth? Uh, which uh, you think it's still a good value to get it at sixty dollars with all the DLC that came out? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just because um, even though the game right now you can pick it up for like thirty, thirty, forty bucks, you still need to get the season pass. And as far as I know, the season pass is like twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're getting all the DLC. They're adding a new mode that's going to be added once the the PS4 version comes out to PC and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're adding because it's a 20 year anniversary version. Uh, PlayStation is getting some exclusive content and skins. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I heard about great. that. It was like one of the new, yeah the, one of the new like outfits. And then also I heard if you um, reserve it on PSN uh, digitally, you get the first one for free, the Definitive Edition. Of the, of the first Tomb Raider game. Oh, that's pretty cool. I hope they can bring that to... Um, well, no, it's PlayStation PlayStation Store exclusives, so never mind. I mean, yeah, it, they, yeah. again, that's one thing. That's one I just never got around to picking up, and I do want to play it. Um, so if they're able to do it, like when you pick up the physical game to, as a free download, that'd be cool, because they're doing it for the stick, for um, South Park's uh, Factory But Whole. So I guess when you pick it up, you get a free copy, a digital copy of um, a Stick of Truth. The first one. Yeah. So, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I'm looking forward to it. It's like that we had to wait a year for it. But that's just how it is. I guess they had some deal with Microsoft where they got the year exclusivity for it. And they're doing the same thing, it seems, for Dead Rising 4. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an Xbox One first and then eventually on, on PS4. Because when they announced it during E3, they never said it was an exclusive. They just said it was coming to, to Xbox One. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see about that. So, I mean, that's pretty much all we... Uh, is, there, is there anything major I missed? Uh, you remember for game news or that's kind of like it's been kind of slow so it's yeah like that. it's been pretty slow I mean just uh, um, nothing much man yeah oh um, I think one thing I forgot to mention so uh, Pokemon Go they just had a recent update and you said they were having some issues with it or there was some uh, some problems oh some yeah update. so uh, so just overall just uh, it's been getting a lot of heat lately just the latest update is just I don't know it's just uh, so it basically they um, it makes harder for you to catch Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, it it had they had an issue. I don't know if you remember the times that you played it, but it has a like basically like a a, a, a little like map that shows you the the Pokemon that are basically around you. Yeah. And it had a it had a glitch on it. It was basically the three step glitch. So every single Pokemon that you will see around you, um, it had three steps. Mm-hmm. And basically, the steps is it was a way for you to be able to determine how far the Pokemon are from your 
where you're at. Uh-huh. So basically, uh, it was supposed to show one step, two steps, and three steps, but the glitch made every single one of them. There were basically three steps. Uh-huh. So that's why when you when you saw the third party, you know, websites like PokeVision, PokeLive, that was basically the websites that people were using in order to find the Pokemons they wanted. You mm-hmm. know, the, the unique rare Pokemons. So basically, they came up with this new update. They completely took off the, the rather than fixing the, the glitch, they just completely took it off. They up, they nerfed a couple of Pokemons. They uh, obviously, it's harder for you to catch Pokemons now. Um, they run away, or or it, you know, it takes a certain amount of Pokeballs. You know, I like there was a a, a PG a, a PG that I found that it was like a level ten. Mm-hmm. You know. That is nothing, basically. It took me, it took, I threw like seven normal Pokeballs. Yeah, I did damn. one great ball. And then I did like a Ultra Ball. And at the end, he just escapes completely. <laughs> I wasn't even able that to sucks. capture it. So it really sucks. Like, really, like now it's so difficult to catch Pokemon. It's like it's retarded. Um, and then they, Niantic, um, end up shutting down the third-party websites. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're on the blind. Now, when you pull up the map, yes, it gives you the Pokemons that are around your area, but you can determine um, where they're going to, you know, like, if you're heading the right direction, you know, it's just like, now it's like randomly, like, it, they will spawn, they will spawn mm-hmm. but you have to basically walk even more. And I was like, people are already doing that, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's just a mess, and people are not happy. Um, actually, um, one of the you know how when you go to Twitter, they have like the the, the biggest hashtags. Yeah, the trending know, topics. Or, yeah. Yeah, the, the top hashtags for Twitter. So the PokeVision was one of them. Uh-huh. You know, um, I know they end up hacking uh, the, the the main guy, developer from Niantic. They hacked his uh, Twitter account. Yeah, that sucks. You know. So I mean, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of dumb they shut down the third parties. I mean, it's no different than using like strategy guides for your games. I mean, I don't know why they have a yeah, problem with it. That's, that's pretty dumb of them. says that it's basically uh, it, it breaks their terms and conditions, and that's basically considered cheating. And I was like, that's not true. I mean, it's it's basically almost the same thing that you guys were doing with the with the three steps, you know, um, that was implemented on the game, but better. You know, it definitely was an enhancement. People will still need it. It's not like you can just, you know, oh, I want this Pokemon, and boom, it will make it spawn for you. No, you literally still need it to go to that spot, you know, and get that Pokemon. Uh-huh. You know, the only the only difference is that it gave you the, the couple of minutes that that Pokemon was going to be there in order for you to go and capture it, you know. But people are not happy, dude. I mean, you can see it on Twitter, through the websites. It's just, that, unfortunately, it's, it's just... For being this um, amazing portable game that people are enjoying it, they're hating it now. You know, yeah, that's, so that's much amazing. that yeah. so much that people are asking for um, people that spend money within these couple past days after the patch, they're asking for refunds from iTunes. Yeah, you know, because they don't think it's worth it anymore. People that wanted to get certain Pokemon's that bought Pokeballs, and you know, they don't want to, they don't want this anymore, and and. And iTunes or Apple and and Google are doing the refunds, and apparently from both sides they're going to talk to Niantic to see what's going on. You know, because a lot of people are asking for refunds, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, was reading on, on on Reddit this guy got like three hundred dollars back. Whoa. You know, that he spent on Pokemon Go from from day one. 
you know, um, because it's things that they promised they were going to be in the game, and from nowhere they just took them off. You know, it pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what how it benefits them. I mean, I mean, do you want people getting in your game if you're doing stuff to like do the opposite? I mean, that's that's a pretty shitty business move. So hopefully they realize like, oh, we messed up. Let's just you know fix what was actually wrong, and then we'll go back to normal. So um, yeah. yeah, hopefully they get they figure out what's up because. Yeah, it was really popular for like the last month, and if it dies because of this, that's pretty look really bad on them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Absolutely. um, so yeah, um, I haven't booted up the app since I did the update, so I'll I'll check more on that. What's going on? Uh, yeah, but, check it out. yeah, so pretty much that's it for all we have for the weekend games, and I just have a really quick uh, bonus stage topic for the bonus stage. Uh, I asked the question if Nintendo, because uh, so you've heard about the NES Mini coming out later this year. It's gonna come with like thirty games, sixty bucks, two con- uh, one controller. Additional controllers are gonna be ten bucks. Uh, so the question uh, I posted online was: If Nintendo were released an SNES Mini, what games would you want on that? That represents the various genres of the SNES library uh, that it covers. Um, so I went on Reddit and I saw a list of of the games that people suggested. So um, let's see. So here's the list that people compiled. So I'm gonna go as one through fifteen. So they have Super Mario World. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, Super Mario Kart, Super Metroid, Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Yoshi's Island, Earthbound, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy 6, Super Castlevania 4, Kirby Superstar, Super Barman, and Mega Man X and X2. And then uh, after that, some people added Star Fox, F-Zero, Street Fighter 2, Act Razor, Super Punch-Out, Earthworm Jim, Tetris Attacks. So do you think that list sounds pretty, pretty good if they were to release an SNES Mini? Absolutely, man. That, that has like everything I would want. Like I have nothing to yeah, add to basically. it. Basically, I mean, but what do you think of them doing like mini consoles with like greater test collections like that? You think that's pretty cool, or or it's like like a money grab? It or? is, but how much are they asking for the NES one? Is so, it sixty. So the NES is going to be sixty bucks. It's a little console with one controller, um, and the controller ports are the same ports that you see on the Wii remote that connect to Nunchuck. So theoretically, those controllers should work on the Wii as well. And maybe on the Wii U, the NES controllers. Um, the only thing I saw though on IGN, they kind of um, showed one during a Comic Con. I saw the videos of like a like a mini review of it, and the and the controllers were kind of short. They were like about as long or a little bit longer than the original NES controllers. Wow. But do you think that's too much though? Sixty bucks for what it's offering? It, it is, you know, just because it has what thirty titles. Yeah. I think Sega had one before. Um, and I think it, his version had like 80 titles. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Uh, they had one at Tango where they had like a huge, pretty big collection. Yeah, I think it, it was like a Mega Drive, uh, like Sega Genesis with like built in games in there. And it was like 80, and it was, I think it was like even cheaper. It wasn't even 60. I think it was like 40 bucks. I mean, they can get yeah. away for charging with that because they're Nintendo. So people, I mean, people, I, I think I might get it just to have it because it looks really cool, <laughs> like a little display one, and I can play it. And it runs yeah. off a micro USB connection. It's powered through USB. It's not even a full AC adapter. You know, unless people end up finding a way how to like mod it and be able to load more games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I mean, kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've shown. Uh, I've seen like walkthroughs on certain websites of people like how to build your own using a Raspberry Pi, or just you know install emulators and ROMs on your on your phone or on your tablet. But I mean, I guess it's like yeah, a like nostalgia I- thing and for display mostly. But like ah, that's cool. I guess I I guess I'd get it. Yeah. 
but man, if they did SNES with this library, that's a really great collection. Like most of those games I played, and there's a few on there I never got around to playing. It's like, man, that sounds pretty badass. And then um, I can't remember if they did it on Beyond or PS I Love You, but they talked about if they did like a PlayStation collection, like what games they went on there. I have to go back and listen to it. I don't know. If, I don't know if you listened to it within the last two weeks, but I think they talked about yeah. it. Oh, Dude, if they make one, they definitely need to have in their um, Metal Gear one. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, it was it was PS I Love You. Okay, so yeah, that's that's what brought me back. So yeah, on PS I Love You, they had talked about if they did like a PS One collection. Um, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear was one of them. Uh, they had like games like they were talking about how like best collection of games to have that were from each genre. So I think for racing, they had on their um, Gran Turismo a game called Test Drive. I remember, I remember that game. Um, yeah. Crash. Really, the Crash Collection? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Crash Team Crash Team Racing. Uh, Spiral will be nice to have in there. Oh, that'd be uh, pretty cool. The first uh, Silent Hill for PS1 as well was really good. You're right, yeah. And then even Resident <laughs> Evil. Man. Yeah. Goddamn. Resident Evil. Um, Final Fantasy would be kind of hard to get on there. It's Final Fantasy VII because it was um, what, four discs long. So it might be a little bit too much for, for that collection. But if they, if they got away with it, then... I, I, they probably wouldn't because they have they're offering it in so many ways already through downloads on PC and consoles and everything. But, yeah. But maybe one of the earlier Final Fantasies that, or one of the ones that wasn't as popular. Um, but oh yeah, like a PS One collection would be awesome. Like imagine, well, well they just had the twentieth anniversary, so that would have been like the right time to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Was it last year? So maybe for like the twenty fifth, or a little bit before. So that'd be a that'd be interesting. So. Um, yeah, so if they did an SNES collection, that's a great library. If they do a PS1 collection, you know, we just named off a few. So if you guys come up with any other games you would want to see in a collection like that, hit us up. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the weekend games and for the for the podcast. Uh, next week is going to be our 50th episode. So for that episode, we're still going to cover games for a bit, but we want to make it more like a... Like, so you can kind of learn more about us. We'll, so we'll be talking about our, you know, our history in games, games we played growing up, our influences... Uh, Stuff like that. So it'll be a little bit, a bit more personal episode. So we're looking forward to that. As always, you can follow us on our social um, accounts. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Nerdwork Tweets. Instagram, the, uh, the Nerdwork. Same as the URL, on Nerdwork.net. Um, pretty soon, we're actually going to have a video of our Comic-Con trip. Uh, one of uh, our friends, uh, Chris Hagel, he's um, he's uh, rendering the video as we speak. And that should be up uh, early in the week. So we'll uh, post a link to that on the site and on our Twitter and everywhere. You guys can check out how our uh, week at Comic-Con was. Um, so, yeah, Zaid, as always, uh, you can find Zaid on on his socials. You want to give off your Twitter, Instagram, where people can stalk you at? You guys can find me at Zaid Gonzalez, uh, 27, uh, 27 on Instagram. And then on Twitter is uh, Dark183Z. Very cool. And, uh, oh, um, next week, um, are you? I think it's next week or the week after, are you getting No Man's Sky? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot to talk about that. I, yeah, I have that uh, already pre-ordered. I have the collector's edition, so I can't wait to, to play that. So uh, our next podcast, we'll, when we talk about what we're up to, you can give, give us an update of what you think about the game. And uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, yeah, I think now that I remember, I was reading this article about this guy who uh, was able to get a copy. Yeah, I read, I read about that on Reddit today, uh, this morning, too. Yeah, yeah, so I guess he paid like a thousand three hundred dollars, so I guess for his copy through eBay, and then um, he was um, 
it was literally about to start like uploading videos to basically like spoil the game for everybody. Yeah. But the main the main guy from from uh, No Man's Sky, you know, said that you know nicely. Don't you know, don't enjoy yourself, but please don't spoil it for everybody else. You know, we worked so hard on this game, and and actually the guy changed his mind, and he's not gonna say anything That's about cool. it. You know, the one thing so that's I, pretty cool. And I don't know if the same guy, but uh, one guy said that he found a way to get to the center universe in twelve hours. So I guess they're saying it's gonna take like. A ton of time to to do that. That's the main objective, and uh, I guess they said in the game a lot of the updates are going to be just cosmetic for your ships. They're not going to be necessarily like give you extra stats. Uh, but I guess yeah, we'll talk about more of that when you, when you play it and you give us your impressions on it. Um, yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next time, and take it easy. Peace. Peace.